afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode here at the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts on the side, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Side Guys with their Tad the Side. And Tad, we're entering the double-digit weeks now. So, I mean, it's like, I know we talked about... the season go, man? Where I know, it, it sort of oh, goes man. by real fast. And we were talking last week about it being the midway point. And, I mean, we still got a lot of football left to go. We still got, yeah, you know, fair. eight weeks of the regular season. And obviously, we got the entire postseason. But, yeah, hitting those double-digit weeks, it's like, yeah, this is now... We're probably going to see when you're watching the broadcast, we're going to see more, you know, the playoff picture graphics on every single broadcast, or that's probably going to start creeping up a lot more now too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's good that we're, uh, you know, this far along in the season, but then it's also bittersweet because it's like, we only have so much more of the season left to go, but it's still exciting times. Well, and I have a very new exciting segment to debut on the show. Are you ready for this? Sure. Yes. If our for our audience, I did not run this past summer, but yeah, he definitely did not. But God, I wish we had a graphic for this. It is they the debut of decide guys dash from last place. Really rolls off the tongue there. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> decide dash. I thought decide dash sounded kind of yeah. weird. Decide dash from last place. Anyways, people, I'm doing the Allen Iverson. It's over. It's over. My main league, where we have the horrible punishments, which got our Twitter account deleted. Thank you, Amir. I am in contention to finish last there, but my four-game losing streak, unless Keenan Allen all of a sudden goes off in the next 20 minutes, it's over. Which means I am now currently tied for last place. So when you say, hey, we got eight weeks of football left, I'm like, oh yeah, that's still enough time to, to break out of this last place, you know, chokehold that I'm currently in. So every week I will keep you guys updated and trust me when the time comes, if I finish last, we will get plenty of show content out of that, but it's okay. Cause I'm not going to finish last. Yeah, also don't turn well, over your roster every other week. It's a bad idea. Yeah. I've told you that so many times before yet you consider doing it every single week. And for some reason, this is why you're in the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an addiction at this point. Who trades Christian McCaffrey? I thought he was going to miss. That? I thought he was going to miss the last two weeks. I That's what I thought was going to happen. What, you know what? What kind of friend are you? It's your team. Oh, you should have told me. Told like, no, dude, he's going to be okay. You know, I was I, like, no. you no. be patient. And you're like, no, I, I need like, to do no. it. I need okay, to make a so rash no, move. I can't deal with it. Different. And then you traded away. And now you're going to be screwed. Being patient versus he will play are two entirely different things. God, yeah. Well, no, it's okay because I got Saquon Barkley as a replacement. There's nothing wrong with that offense right now. Yeah, seriously, seriously. So, Tad, I know there's eight weeks left of the regular season, but as far as fantasy football, I think it's probably like five to six weeks. So, I mean, you got maybe like maybe a month and a half or so to really turn things around. So, well, it depends on your week. Does your league not run up to the last week? Ours goes up to week 17. So, I mean, that's the right. second to last week. Uh, OK, I, you were including playoff football. Gotcha. You know, mass on my strong suit. No, week 18 is the official last week of the regular season. Week 17 is the second to last week of the regular season. I, so that's where I, the playoffs end. I hate that by week actually <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it's all going to play out. So, yeah, we're sure to get updates from Tad as far as how he's doing in his personal league, whether he's going to be. Time for last, baby. 
Tied for at last. A bar or at a Denny's or at a Waffle House or I don't know what he's going to be doing, but he I may be know. doing something. And yeah, we'll definitely have that punishment in case he does have to go through with that. Um, but don't punish yourself because you should definitely partner with our good friends at Underdog Fantasy because they are a great resource to get in on some, you know, have hybrid fantasy slash betting action because you could get in on their pick them games, Tad. All you have to do is pick a number of props between two and five. You can get up to 20 bonus if you pick all five players and all you have to do tad is just pick a player and whether they're going to meet a certain statistic by going higher or lower so you know will Dak prescott over the weekend will he throw for over one and a half touchdowns you just go over under if it's correct you get that correct if you don't then unfortunately you'd miss it but just like great thing about this too is that if you pick up to five you can also go with what's called an insurance play so if you miss on all five if you still get four of them you'll get a portion of your return back as far as how much you bet. So, I mean, yeah, they've got you covered in case you can't get all five. They got the insurance place and get you there on four. Um, there's also just best ball. So it's like you draft your uh, complete season, uh, complete roster, excuse me, way at the beginning of the season. You make no sort of lineup changes whatsoever. So there you don't have to worry about waiver wires. You don't have to worry about trades. You don't have to worry about start sits. It just automatically sets the best roster for you as the season goes along. And then you just see who was able to draft with the future in mind as far as some of these players. So it's a different take on fantasy football but they got you covered there but guys biggest thing why we're saying is partner with our good friends at underdog fantasy is because we want to help you out we have a promo code that will give you a double up of your initial deposit up to five hundred dollars at least ten dollars on your first deposit just use our promo code decide that's d-e-s-a-i and like i said you'll get a double up on your initial deposit at least ten dollars up to five hundred dollars of a double up on your initial offer there so tad hypothetically if you were to put in five hundred dollars underdog will match that so you'll have a thousand dollars worth of credit to play with on the underdog fantasy platform so yeah make sure you take advantage of that once again that promo code is decide d-e-s-a-i and i mean yeah ted not to brag but over the weekend i was just about to bring i won up. myself six hundred dollars thanks to their pickup game so i mean guys it's pretty simple to do you just have to make some quick picks and then all of a sudden you're already locked in and you can win yourself a good chunk of change especially with the holiday season creeping up right around the corner here so tad you use the platform too i know you're a huge fan of it i mean tell the fans out tell the viewers and the listeners out there how great underdog is i mean it's just so simple right like the there are other sites out there where you know betting you have all these props all these you know money lines everything else that's so so complicated but then with underdog it's just simply under or over. And, exactly. and, and a big thing too is like you said with that insurance pick is most of these betting companies they just want your money. Right? Exactly. Underdog wants you to have fun. They do, uh -huh. they're not interested in just like sucking you dry. They really want you to have fun and like you said if you make a lot of bets and you know you get lucky just that one time, they want you to come back with those partial returns. So it's a really really fun website. I'm loving it. I am definitely see I mostly I've been going off player props for the over under but after your success this weekend i am definitely going for the game picks as well <laughs> yeah so exactly we'll see how that all plays out but yeah take advantage of that offer just use our promo code decide like i said you'll get a double up of your initial deposit at least ten dollars up to five hundred dollars on the underdog fantasy platform so tad I, we actually get to into the injuries that happened over the weekend because that may affect some player props that come up this coming weekend because i mean there's some significant injuries that happen i mean we're going to start here at the very top here daniel jones quarterback for the new york giants has unfortunately suffered a pretty serious injury on what looked to be a non-contact play he just sort of 
got his cleat stuck on the turf a little Get bit weird. They sort of twisted Get around, and then he actually then he got tackled on top of that. But just overall, he was taken to the locker room. He did not return in the game. There's uh, more tests that were done today here on Monday as a recording, and it has been confirmed he has torn his ACL in his right knee. And the crazy thing, Tad, is that he was this was his first game back after missing the last three games with a neck injury. So I mean, he was dealing with some injuries um, aside from the ACL injury. But yeah, the ACL pretty much is just going to. Um, Confirmed that he's out for the rest of the season. We'll see how soon he can come back and start in next season. But, I mean, Tad, we sort of talked about this, where it's like, even when he was in there, it's like, was that more effective than, you know, when Tyron Taylor was running the offense? Uh, but Tyron Taylor, fortunately, is also on the IR. He's dealing with a rib injury. I, I want to talk so, about the Tyron Taylor injury real quick. Do you think he went for the shot this time? Or do you think he was like, no, 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 no. You keep that needle the hell away from me. Don't you? I I know what happens with this. You keep it away. Like, but you can be back in two weeks. I don't care. Yeah. Stay away. That That's was, exactly that how I imagine that exchange going. It down. probably very well could have happened. I don't know the severity of the rib injury, but yeah, he is officially on the IR, so he won't be able to eligible. He won't be eligible to come back for at least a couple more weeks. So right now they're riding with Tommy DeVito. As they're starting quarterback, oh, you know what? That's my favorite Sopranos character. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, close enough, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, the only other Giants quarterback on the roster, Tad, is former USC alumni Matt Barkley. So I mean, Matt yeah, we'll Barkley is back in the league. Matt Barkley <laughs> is still in the league, and so he is currently on the roster there. So we'll see whether it's going to be Devito, whether it's going to be Matt Barkley, whether they're going to sign somebody off the um, the free agency wire right here or elevate somebody for the practice squad. I don't know what it is, but just overall, Tad, just this Giants offense takes a massive hit with both of those quarterbacks being out and now rolling with Tommy <sighs> Devito and possibly back Barkley, like I said. But just, yeah, this is this is an absolute nightmare, especially with you saying that you have Saquon Barkley on your roster i mean this is just yeah continues to be bad news for you for sure yeah yeah we don't um, spend too much time with this we can no i know yeah the, the, <laughs> you the, don't the want to waller with the paint here it's okay we can, we got a lot of other injuries to get especially to. <laughs> like when you know Darren waller's still battling through a lot of injuries like this giants offense is just like crumbling right before our eyes like almost literally um i mean they had to get justin Pugh off the couch as that famous clip Showed. Yeah, that was a great um, clip. That was that great. I, that was so great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's other than Barkley, it's hard to trust anyone in this Giants offense. I know he's not your pick for receiver tonight. He's not my pick either. But one interesting name that kind of popped up, and I, I yes, that touchdown was probably a fluke, but uh, Wandale Robinson received a lot of looks from Devito, so I think that's a that's a potential name to keep an eye out on. But other than Robinson and Barkley, I'm not. If, if I see that, you know those three letters NYG I'm staying away. Yeah. And it's actually funny that you bring up Darren Waller, but he's also on the IR deal with a hamstring injury. See, so I missed that a couple weeks too. So, I mean, yeah, it is Literally definitely very rough times for the This is, this is Mount Vesuvius and Pompeii happening right here. Yeah. It is very, very rough right now to be a Giants fan for sure. So, you know, sad for you, Kerry Gronkert. Very good fan of ours of the Elliot Vino. Yeah. <laughs> He's dealing with yeah. the roughness right I was wondering why he was so quiet in the chat. Yeah, yeah. I would be pretty quiet too with all yeah. this that's happening there. Uh, tell us, stick to the NFC East. Unfortunately, this one hurts you as well. Uh, Dallas Goddard tied in with Son the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Mahomes left the game at the end of the third quarter against the Dallas Cowboys with a forearm injury. Test came back, and unfortunately, he has suffered a broken forearm that he will require surgery on to mend it. This will put him on the IR, so he'll be out for at least the next four weeks, possibly longer. The hope is, is that it's not season-ending. It looks like it's not going to be that severe of an injury. So when the Eagles are making their playoff push or when they're actually in the playoffs, I think he should be back right before that time. But when you need him right now, i.e. Tad, when you need him right now and you're trying to make that push to climb out of last place or make a push for a playoff spot or maintain your number one spot in your playoff, uh, in the playoff picture or whatever it is, fortunately he is going to be out. So yeah, in the meantime, you're going to have to roll backup tight ends. Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra. Um, I don't know if you remember Ted, but they traded for Albert. I discovered that this morning from the Denver Broncos earlier this season, or I think it might have been the offseason, if I remember correctly. I think it was in the preseason. So they may elevate him for the practice squad, and you may see him get involved into the offense. But just overall, it's a really wait and see approach with the Eagles' tight end situation now. Um, but obviously, if you have AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, I think you're fine in that department. But as far as the tight ends concerned. Yeah, you're going to have to look on another team as far as a replacement for Dallas Goddard for the next four weeks at least. For our YouTube audience, they just saw me give a big thumbs up when you said that. That was not me being like, hey, good take, even though it was. Good job, buddy. Um, <laughs> is That is Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown stock, which stock is going insane up. Mm-hmm. considering how well A.J. Brown is doing uh, this season. That man is a monster. Yeah. Can you believe they only like, give up one first? Anyway, I'm so I'm so mad. Well, I'm not really mad because at least he's out of the AOC South, but whatever. Um, Because is the Eagles tight end going to be involved in this offense was already a crapshoot, even with Dallas Goddard in there. So now you put in three, well, I'm sure very nice people, way less talented than Dallas Goddard. So I think that (laughs) that tight end position, that that importance is going to get diminished a lot. And I think that's just going to lean on more dependence between Devonta Smith and um, AJ Brown. Now it's hard for AJ Brown's stock to go much higher. I think Devonte Smith is going to be the biggest uh, benefactor from the century. I'm not saying he's happy about that. Of course, he never wants a teammate to get hurt, but when it comes to fantasy, like I said, it gets a little, you know, cold blooded sometimes. And yeah, Devonta Smith, his stock's shooting up in my mind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, Ted, let's keep this moving along here. We got a wide receiver here from the Green Bay Packers. Fortunately, this guy yeah, is another person on my board. team. Moving towards that label of getting the injury bug thrown on him, and that is Christian Watson. He has suffered a potential concussion along with a chest and back injury in the game against the Los Angeles Rams. He unfortunately landed quite hard on a big 37-yard reception in the fourth quarter. Then they took him out for the rest of the game. Head coach Matt LaFleur has said that the injury shouldn't keep him out long-term, but there's a strong chance that he can't play this weekend. He is not in the concussion protocol as of yet, but I think they want to make sure that the chest and the back are doing okay. So I think it's just a head precaution. Obviously, him landing the way they did, they had to at least evaluate it for a concussion. But as of right now, he's not in the protocol, so I think he should be okay as long as the chest and the back are doing okay for this weekend with their game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but just... Yeah, he's had a short career, Ted. It just it feels like he's gone through a plethora of injuries with concussions and leg injuries and now the back and the chest. And just like the guy just can't stay on the field as dynamic of a player as he is. This is just opening the door for all of their other young receivers where you got Romeo Dobbs and you got Jaden Reed and they got tight end Luke Busgrave who scored his first career touchdown in this game over the weekend against the Rams. So I mean, it's just like that just opens up the door for all these other guys. And just Christian Watson is just like hard to become a dependable piece on your fantasy roster as well as for the roster of the Packers you know I don't blame him though 
is because it's exactly like what you said. He's such a dynamic player, but I don't know what happened. Is Lafleur still their coach, right? He hasn't been fired yet. Yeah, especially since I just said head coach Matt Lafleur. Okay, well I was half listening, but anyway, point <laughs> being is, God damn it. <laughs> you know, when you're forming and taking your head, you can only you know split. That, that's the way the brain works. But anyway, the point being is, I don't. I How don't do know you what... teach? How do you teach the youth of America? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot they of just my... derail you with a question. And you're just like, where was I the list of plans? No, like, no. does that happen on a regular basis now? <laughs> I know a really bad joke I can say, but some of them listen to the show, so I'm not going to oh. say it. But anyway, um, LeFleur, he made this weird switch where exactly the word you said, which was dynamic. But they're not using Watson in a dynamic sort of way this year. So far, all they've been doing is kind of being like, it's like that, like, you know, when you play Madden online and the guys, all he's doing is running four verts the entire game. And you're like, do you know how this works? Because Christian Watson's not built for that. He's not built to be, you know, go up and grab him receiver. But unfortunately, just due to the build of the other receivers, that's the role he's been forced in. So no wonder he's getting hurt. Because he does, and this is a weird like kind of dichotomy I was talking about, is he's like if you give him the ball a lot, he can sustain hits pretty well. But when he's like going up, that's when you're more vulnerable to injuries like the concussion, like the leg stuff. So I think that really it's not his fault. It's how he's being used this year. But with all that said, um, I, I like Romeo Dobbs a lot. I think his stocks can go, uh, can go up from this. Jane Reed's good but inconsistent overall this Packers offense we were very very high on them the first couple of weeks I think they have fallen down to earth they you know what <clears throat> I came up with this quote you right they are who we thought they were <laughs> and who they are is just it's a middling offense so it's it sucks I hate to see it for Christian Watson because I really like him as a player he's also on my fantasy bench and uh, it's just I I think he, his fantasy season even even if he does come back healthy is pretty much done yeah I remember reading reports too over the weekend or I think it was during the week but just that the quarterbacks coach apparently prefers Sean Clifford to start like they're oh just not, he's a packer he is a Packer, but they're not all on board with Jordan Love after the, like you said, they started out pretty well, and now he's sort of fallen off a cliff, and he's just sort of, like you said, crashed back to reality. Whatever sort of cliche you want to put in there, but just he has not looked the same as when he started the season. And so I don't know whether he will finish the season. I think that's probably just speculative rumor that the uh, that they're trying to, you know, spark up some sort of controversy here. I don't think that's the case. I think they'll let Jordan Love uh, finish out the entire season, but heading into next year, his job is definitely not secure if these sorts of reports are coming out. So very interesting Dude. situation in the Green Bay. I, I cannot wait. This quarterback like race for the top three QBs in the draft is going to be insane. Yeah, it'll be very interesting, and we'll touch on that, you know, in just a matter of a couple months, Ted. That's going to be – draft season is going to yeah, be coming up pretty yeah. soon here. I'll say it again. Say it again. Draft season starts up in a couple of months. Yeah, it's going to be it exciting is. stuff. But, Tad, unfortunately, the hits keep coming for you, Tad, because now the next guy that I got to bring up is a member of your Indianapolis Colts, and that is Josh Downs, wide I receiver, rookie wide receiver. <laughs> Talking about the draft, this is a great rookie that they got in this year's past draft. And just unfortunately, he aggravated his knee in this game against the Carolina Panthers, were ruled out the rest of the game in the middle of the second quarter. Heading into this game, he was sort of having that cue next to his name. He was questionable. He was dealing with that injury that came up during their Thursday practice. 
He thought he could tough it out. It looked like he did, but unfortunately just got re-aggravated. They took him out for the rest of the game. Um, he's been a key contributor. I mean, Tad, we brought him up on the podcast a handful of times already. Contributor? Yeah, he's been a key contributor. Like I said, for the no, offense. No, he's been a key pillar. Yeah, no, that's that's probably a more appropriate word for sure. Uh, you're watching more, Col- more, Col- more Colts games than I am, obviously, but just – yeah, I'm going to want to see whether he could sort of, you know, get through a practice all this week, whether he's going to be healthy to go against the New England Patriots, whether they're going to sit him out longer or just what's going to happen there. But just, yeah, this is sort of a situation to monitor because, like you said, he's a very big part of that offense. It just fortunately, if he's out, that's going to limit what they can do on offense then. So um, Isaiah McKenzie came in and replaced Josh Downs, but I was not a huge fan of him when he was back in Buffalo. There, He was very like every so often he had a good game, but just him going to Indianapolis, I just didn't see the translation of him being all that great. I really like Josh Downs. Maybe we'll see Alec Pierce finally emerge because, I mean, he's been a no-name this entire season practically. Well, he's been, he's been struggling with injuries as well. There, oh, well, there you go. I didn't know that. So I mean, like that's part of it too. So hopefully, this will sort of give an opportunity that if he's healthy, that he can sort of step up and be that second guy in the offense behind Michael Pittman as well. But just, yeah, sorry, buddy. This seems like to be a rough injury episode for you. <laughs> so got Josh Downs next on the list here as a potential out here in Week Ten. But yeah, we'll have to see how the playoff, how the practice week goes. Why is it we finally draft well? Because the Colts have drafted horrifically. The last, yeah, I mean, not even a decade. You could argue the last like two decades. They have drafted really poorly. We have arguably the best draft class since we got Manning back in what ninety eight. Yep. They all get hurt. Yeah. I just and it was funny because a lot of people were texting me like, "Hey, the Panthers won," and I was, or uh, you, you know, you beat the, the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you beat the Panthers. Like the Colts won. You must be pretty happy. I'm like. Honestly, I'm kind of at that point. I'm like, can we just tank? Because we're playing ourselves in like number 13 or 14 where you're like, ah, shit, we're stuck. And it's just like all the top tackles are going to be gone by then. I don't know. It's been a very confusing season for me in so many ways. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. But yeah, Kenny Moore, have yourself a day, man. Two pick sixes (laughs) and then another interception on top of that. His family was out there, so, I mean, that was just the perfect game for his family to show up for. He definitely showed out for them. And then, yeah, like you said, Colts got to win, so, I mean, that's saying something for sure. And so. what genius has two thumbs and started him in multiple leagues? This guy. That'll be the Colts defense, not Kenny Moore, because he don't play it at IDP leagues. But no, but probably he's also wins for Kenny Moore. But, hey, it doesn't matter because <laughs> it's six points regardless. It's true. It's true. But yeah, so unfortunately he's rostered in the IDP leagues that I play in, so I didn't have an advantage of starting him or not. But just, yeah, that was a good day for the Colts defense and 100% Kenny Moore. All right, Ted, just a couple more injuries that we need to get to here. Let's go with the game that's happening as of right now. Maybe it's coming close to an end here. Uh, Josh Palmer of the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, he was unfortunately ruled out for this game against the New York Jets, and he was actually put on the IR as well. Uh, this will keep him out for the next four weeks at least. I mean, just Palmer was looking like he was a good piece of this offense, especially with the injury to Mike Williams being out for the rest of the season with his injury. Um, but just, yeah, now you're missing another piece in that passing offense with Josh Palmer being out um lots of the targets will now go towards gerald everett hopefully um and then you know this maybe this is a bright side for you tad but just maybe quentin johnston will finally take advantage no, of this no, opportunity because well, okay, no and game, he'll get some on, targets in this hold offense on, hold on the game went final he finished with two catches 14 yards yeah why does kellen moore hate him you know what hashtag Kelmore went to Boise State. Is that in the same conference? They as used to be. Oh, that's interesting. Because I think back then, 
I think back I then know. when Kellen Moore was Flavor Boys to say, think of they might maybe you know what? I'm going to no create. Idea. I'm going to create a new banner. Hashtag fire Kellen Moore. <laughs> that'll be that'll be popular with LAFB now. hundred <laughs> percent oh, it will be. Hundred percent it will be. But just yeah. So hopefully you know we'll see some more involvement by the rookie Quentin Johnston. Um, they also elevated Jalen Guyton off of the practice squad, so he's a deep there for them. Maybe he'll get involved. But honestly, right now this offense is pretty much Keaton Allen and Austin Eckler. Outside of that, if you can stop those two guys, it seems like this offense will be very limited for sure. So hopefully. Like you said, Kellabor will sort of shake off whatever sort of, you know, bad juju he has. He, for made, Quinn Johnson a, he made a great third down catch. I don't know if you saw that, but Quinn Johnson made a great third down catch. I think, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I was so excited on draft night. I'm like, this is the perfect offense for him to go to. I'm starting to doubt that because yeah. like, I just, I don't think it's anything QJ's doing. Cause when he does get the ball, he looks solid. I'm not saying it's like, he's amazing, but like, I don't know. I just think maybe the the skill set plus the the style. That, I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. So why we'll do, see we, how it all why plays do we do out. this to ourselves? It's so stressful. And maybe it's taking him a little bit of time to adjust to the scheme too. Who yeah, knows? Maybe in fair. his second year he'll continue to get better and he'll become more part of the offense. But just yeah, as of right now, Mike Williams, an opportunity. Mike Williams sucked at first with the Chargers too. Very true. Very true. Then he eventually got it going on. So yeah, let's see. Hopefully he can take advantage of this opportunity. Maybe Kel Moore will evolve it a little bit more, but we'll see exactly how this all plays out. All right, Ted, just last two injuries that we want to get to is actually the same game, same team, unfortunately. So we got Cam Akers running back with the Minnesota Vikings and KJ Osborne wide receiver with the Minnesota Vikings as well. I have something to say about that one, but all right. So let's get to the Akers injury first was carted off the field in the third quarter of the game against the Atlanta Falcons. Fortunately, a lot of uh, reports were saying that it's looking like it's a torn ACL. And unfortunately with the reports that came out today, the initial and the more tests that came out and has been confirmed that he has suffered an ankle uh an ace uh, achilles injury excuse me and it's looking like he was going to supplant alexander Madsen in that backfield like i mean you see at uh, acres getting the ball in that backfield he just looked to be a lot stronger than what madison was doing and you're like okay eventually i think as the season goes along Akers will be that number one guy. Madison will support him very similar to the Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison situation. But just fortunately, this injury is going to derail his career a little bit here because you remember Tad back in 2021 when he was with the Los Angeles Rams, he suffered insane injury on the right leg. This is now with his left leg. So he was able to come back and he did play on that playoff run for that team there. He had a handful of snaps there in the Super Bowl, obviously. But now Madison will remain probably entrenched as a starter. And now the backup will be Ty Chandler. I don't know how much I value Ty Chandler, but I think Alexander Madison, I think that sort of uh, legitimizes the fact that he can be trusted now as a starting running back for your fantasy roster. And then getting to KJ Osborne, man, this guy took a big hit in that, that game. Was, that looked like a moral combat fatality. It was pretty rough. He was on the ground for a handful of minutes, which is, you know, doesn't seem like a long time, but when you're watching it and you're like, look at this guy not move, it was kind of freaky to see it for yeah. sure. Eventually he was able to get up. He's able to walk to the field on his own By the way, power. Time, time. Should we have let him get up? <laughs> I think the traders were there. They obviously want to make sure that if he could get up on his own, that that's obviously better. That sort of side that, you know, something could be better as opposed to like very serious. Obviously, you know, we don't want a, unfortunately, a Demar Hamlet situation where he just didn't get honestly, up. Honestly, I thought it was on that level. When I first saw it, I thought it was on that level. I was like, oh, this could be really bad. So, yeah, thankfully, he's able to get up under his own power. Later on Instagram, he's able to update whoever follows him that, you know, everything is all good. He's like, God is good. Everything is looking all right. But 100%, he is in the concussion protocol. So we'll see whether he's going to be able to clear to be playing this weekend. But in the meantime, 
I like the replacement in Brandon hold Powell. On, I think this on, could be on, a secret. Hold on, hold on. Go sorry, go sorry. It. I'm going to stop you real quick because I have got to bring this up. I was talking with my friend Coy as I was happening live, and the reason I na- put him by name is I just found out he's actually a very loyal listener of ours. So shout out, Coy. Um, we were cracking up. And, and it's funny in hindsight now because he's okay, like you said, is I don't know, Ermer, I, I – were you watching red zone while that was happening or what were you doing? No, I was, I think I was watching a little bit of the tail end of that game. Um, but okay. yeah, I wasn't watching red zone. No. So the injury happened, right. And so red right. zone showed it live and they were like, okay. And Scott Hansen was just like, you know, Oh my God, I hope he's okay. And all this, I'm sure he was being legitimate in that. And he just goes, all right, so we're, we're gearing up to show you a replay. We're just going to show you the one replay. And then after a little bit, after like 30 seconds, he's like, actually, we're not going to show you the replay out of respect. You don't need to see that. And that's when I was like, oh, this is this is really bad. And then like two minutes later, they cut back to the game where he's kind of like getting on this, uh, you know, the cart. And they yep. just go, he's okay. Here's the replay. Of course, yeah. They're just like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> it wasn't that bad then. We can show the replay. So <laughs> He's not dead. Watch yeah. him like get absolutely decimated. We both were just like, oh, come on. Like try to be more transparent. Because, of course, the second he went down, they were like, and here's a punt. And I was just yeah. like, oh, dear God. And they they showed like Tyson Bajan on like the 30-yard line. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how they decided to do that, but that's it's how they did it. So. Anyway, so Powell, huh? Yeah, exactly. I'm a huge fan of Powell. So, um, like I said, I think with the game happening the way that it did, unfortunately, also in that game, we didn't bring him up here because I think, unfortunately, he's not going to be relevant going forward. But Jaron Hall suffered an injury very early oh, in that game. That he left sucked. the game with a concussion. And that's when they had to bring in Josh Dobbs. And, I mean, it's crazy, Tad, because I don't know if you saw this tweet uh, by Kevin Seifert, an ESPN reporter who covers the Minnesota Vikings, and I think the NFC North as well. But he came out with this stat, which, I mean, was just insane. He was like, Josh Dobbs didn't know most of the Vikings players Mm-hmm. teammates his full names yep. he had never taken a snap from the center they never had his cadence down either none of the receivers had caught a practice pass from him all you know week long or whatever it was so he was pretty much brand new as brand new could be for this offense they panned over to the sidelines where i don't know tad if you saw this where it was like he was taking snaps from the center and the rest of the offensive linemen were around him trying to understand his cadence like i mean it was just crazy scene but then he leads the comeback i mean it's just it continues the saga that is josh dobbs this season is just amazing but in relation to that i just want to say that just like because josh dobbs is sort of like in this offense he's got to take what he can get we don't have justin jefferson just yet he is eligible to come off the IR list this week as long as the Vikings want to activate that practice window. So we'll see whether that is going to be the case. But as of right now, Jordan has his leading receiver. Unfortunately, you're not going to be with KJ Osborne, but Brandon Powell, I think he could step up to be that secondary guy behind also TJ Hawkins in the tight end. But I think Josh Jobs is just going to take what the offense can give him. And that could be Brandon Powell being more often, uh, open, excuse me, because defenses are going to t- tailor their defenses to stop Jordan Addison. That's like, okay, this is the threat we need to worry about. Also TJ Hawkins said that could leave Brandon Powell open to get a lot of these open um, re- targets and receptions, possibly to score a little bit. So, I mean, in the interim, until we figure out when Justin Jefferson is going to be coming back, Brandon Powell could be a very sneaky pickup off of the waiver wire to be a supplemental piece to your fancy roster in case you're angling for a you know spot on your flex position. Maybe if you're in a deeper league, you have like a wide receiver three or four, so he could be one of those guys as well. Because also, Tad, I forgot to bring this up at the top of the episode, but we have four teams on a bye week this week. We got some mm-hmm. big teams on a bye week. We got the Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Rams, 
the Miami Dolphins, and the Philadelphia Eagles. So, I mean, yeah, lots of so big teams that you Every competent offense in the league is taking the week <laughs> off. Gotcha. A little bit, yeah. So you got to make sure you're making some adjustments there. And so, yeah, this could be a situation where you need to stream a receiver. Uh, Brandon Powell could be a very fortunate piece that could be a very sneaky add off the waiver wire. No, it's interesting because um, I, I actually agree with what you said, and I'll, I'll get in more of this in a bit, but it's also possible um, head coach Kevin O'Connell's playing at Coy today. We're recording as of Monday where, you know, Justin Jefferson is eligible to come off the IR this week and mm-hmm. reporters asked him at practice today, uh, are you going to do it? And he basically just gave them the, yeah, we'll see which yeah, is exactly. just so much fun for fancy owners. But um, but it is interesting because even if Justin Jefferson comes back, I, I actually think that might increase Powell's uh, uh, stock because you got to remember, I, I, I shouldn't say I'd never heard of him, but I barely heard of this guy before. And Josh mm-hmm. Jobs made him look to the point where I almost marked him as a big time. He scored the game when he touched down. Whoa, hold on, hold on. Not Powell, but back in his time with Arizona, there's a slight man who you should know because he absolutely butchered your 49ers secondary by the name of Michael Wilson. Yep, Michael Wilson. Dobbs made that man look like I was like, oh, my God, where's this guy been all season? And I was convinced at that point. I, there was one other receiver I liked a little bit more. Otherwise, I would gush about him. And ever since uh, – and, he, you know, he fell off. But I think Dobbs has this incredible ability to, um, you know, create something out of nothing. And so I, I, I Powell's a good speculative, uh, speculative ad. I'm so glad I'm using that term multiple times tonight. This should be interesting. But um, I think he's if you're in desperate need for a receiver, I think there are better guys to go for. But if it's kind of like if you if you're like a, on the upper end of your league and you kind of have a bench spot to spare, it's an interesting ad for sure. Exactly, exactly. So those are the week nine injuries that we wanted to get to, Tad. So let's get to our week 10 waiver wire picks, Tad. So I know we're sort of getting deep in, deeper into the season, and usually you kind of have your roster pretty set. There's very few positions that you need to start streaming now. So I don't want you to give me every pick that you have here. I want you okay. to give me your three favorite picks oh, off the waiver you. wire week here at week 10. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, number one's easy. It's the guy we were just talking about. Let's talk more Josh Jobs. Yeah, let's do it. I think that's a great ad. That's great. Remember, what's your favorite Elton John song? Um, Tiny Dancer, maybe? Nope, you're wrong. Because <laughs> right what? now, you and I, we're both loving the Rocket Man. Rocket Man's a good one. Steve. I like that one. That was good. That was clever. <laughs> but anyway... I love Josh Jobs so much. We talked, it was funny because while I was putting notes together for this episode, I was like, where were all my picks from last week? And then all of a sudden I remembered, I'm like, oh, we didn't make any picks from last week. But what we did instead was a trade deadline analysis video. And I distinctly remember being like, can we talk Josh Jobs? Can we talk Josh Jobs? Can we talk Josh Jobs? And you had to wait until about the last 15 minutes until we finally could. And I was so excited because I knew that this was a very talented offense that was combining with a guy that has a great improviser. And I was like, this is awesome because you're in the middle of a season. You're in the middle of, at that time, a three game win streak. And like, I was like, this is the perfect addition. And then they were like, nah, Jared Hall starting. Okay, fine. I, I understand that. Get him used to the offense. And then when Jared Hall went out, I was not happy by any means. I actually really felt bad. Could you imagine your first NFL start ending before the first quarter? Is even up like that sucked, but 
what was so cool on top of all this, I, I, I don't know. I really haven't been watching much sports center, but I feel like a big part of this whole Josh job story that's being ignored is the fact that he looked really bad. That offense looked terrible when he came in, he allowed a safety. I yep. don't know if it was his first or second drive as a starter, but I was like, Oh, this is going to be a very long afternoon for him. And as it went on, I'm like, this is why I love football because he <laughs> just, true. he can make do with like whatever he's given. And what I said last week remains true. And especially now makes him extremely fantasy relevant is the fact that we saw that he was a famous, a solid fantasy streamer in Arizona. Okay, now he is even without Cam Akers, which is a not big loss, but a, a noticeable loss for that offense. Even without Cam Akers, this is still an offense that I have a lot of faith in. So you go from solid streamer and then you upgrade an offense. In my honest to God opinion, he's a low end QB two now. I think so. Mm-hmm. So he scored 26 points last week, and I think that it's it's really only going to go up. And even if you're not that QB hungry, you're like, hey, I got you know. I almost said Aaron Rodgers. I, you know, I got, you know, Pat Mahomes. I got uh, uh, Tua or whatever. He's not a bad bench ad because more likely than not, one of your league members QB is probably going to go down in the next few weeks. And that's a very interesting trade piece kind of dangle in front of them. And on top of everything else, and this was tricky, right? Because I have Patrick Mahomes. I'm looking for QB to stream. So you may be asking, Ty, are you going to stream? Dobbs then he's playing anyone else I would but he is playing the New Orleans Saints this next week yeah that's tough that's tough that's tough but get this his next two opponents before they hit their bye week the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears solid matchups for so sure. if you can if you can stash him for a week whoo those next two weeks could pay off big time so I actually really like Josh Dobbs this night and by the way he's only rostered in 16 percent of leagues right now yeah, that's surprising, especially with the season that he was I having. I was shocked at that number. Like, yeah, for him to be this low and just, yeah, now being in a more potent offense, I'd probably say, especially with Justin Jefferson hopefully returning soon. Like, that's that's a very good ad for sure if you need to stream there. So um, what else you got for me, Ted? All right, well, this is not one of my picks. I'm just going to go over him real quick Is because uh, we, we got to mention him, right? Just for SEO purposes, we got to mention him. Uh, search engine optimization, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Um, right. Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, we got to mention him. We got to mention him. He went off. And and I also got my second shout out of the episode is uh, weeks ago, like two, three weeks ago. uh, Good friend of the show. Good friend of mine. Jason Davis texted me. is like, I just got Mitchell. And I text him back. I'm like, who the fuck is Mitchell? He's just like eating Mitchell. I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like who? He's like, no, no, no. He's going to be good. He's going to be good. I'm like, okay, if you say so. And then I kind of convinced him to drop him. And so it was for a good pickup though. I can't remember who it was, but that person did help his team win that week. So then I texted him back. I'm like, any chance to get Mitchell back? He's like, no, I was like, mm, damn it. But you know, so shout out to Jason Davis. Cause I don't think anyone saw this coming as evidenced by the fact that Mitchell was only rostered in 1% of ESPN leagues this past weekend. So people, he's going to be the hot pickup of the week. Honestly, I'm kind of staying away. Um, if you really need a running back, he's an interesting speculative ad, but that Ravens backfield is just so fluid as evidenced by Mitchell's blow up this week that, and plus he only had nine carries. I think he just had a really, really good game. I think he's going to be a solid matchup based play going forward. So if you really need a running back depth, um, 
he's, he, I think he's worth the ad, but just kind of temper expectations there. Uh, my real number two pick is Kate Otten. Kate Otten's like a good one. This guy is the pinnacle of consistency. And look, he scored 20 points. So, he, of course, he's going to be the hot tight end pickup of the week. Do not think he's going to be like a consistent double-digit tight end. But he is consistent. He scored seven points two weeks ago. He scored seven points last week. And just because he caught that second touchdown, he got up to 20 this past week. He's seen a, a pretty steady number of targets. I really – and this Tampa Bay's uh, Buccaneers offense has been looking pretty good. And unfortunately, this defense, I don't know what's going on with them. This defense, they, they went from so good to so bad so fast. And now yeah. it's just like Baker Mayfield just needs to constantly throw it to keep them in the game. So I like Auden. To at the at the very worst, his floor is a low end tight end one, especially because, like I said, consistency is key, especially at that position. And then my final pick. This is risky, but I'm going with it. I like picking up the Atlanta Falcons defense. Well, I guess if there's one thing you trust with Atlanta is their defense compared to Arthur Smith's offense Don't, right no, now. So I guess I yeah, give you. Oh this yeah, one. yeah. How's that Bijan Robinson take looking now, people? Jeez, this is why I expect it. I just expect it. It's the reverse Tyler Algier from last year. It's like it's a, Algier blew up around this time. Robinson's starting to tank at this time. But anyway, point being is on the other side of the ball, defense, at least fantasy wise, they're still doing really well. Because I know what our casual listeners and viewers are probably saying is like they just let up. What was it like 28 against the Vikings? Yep. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, why would I pick them up? Here's a surprising stat for you. Despite letting up all those points, they still scored nine points in fantasy. True. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they they sack the quarterback enough, they force enough turnovers where even if they let up a lot of points, they still make it fantasy fantasy wise worth your while. And on top of that, who's their next opponent? It's the Arizona Cardinals. And let's say Kyler Murray comes back this week, right? We got yep. a guy who is very very rusty. Who we saw what happened with Deshaun Watson. When you take a year off football and you come back, you're not quite as good as you know, people expect you to be. So, okay, you play Rusty Kyler Murray or you play Clayton Toon. And look, nothing against Clayton Toon, but my Lord, did that man look bad. And yes, I understand. Yeah, was was, I, I understand it was the Cleveland Browns, but whew, they could get anything going there. So I, I actually like the Falcons. If you really need a streaming option at defense and you're a little higher on the waiver wire where, you know, the Colts are going to be gone, that defense is going to get picked up. So I actually like the Falcons as a, as a sneaky, good pickup at defense. Could be interesting. Could be interesting for sure. Like I said, if there's one side of the ball that I trust a little bit more with the Atlanta Falcons right now, I'd probably endorse the defense because I don't know what's going on with the offense to have that many start stars on your offense potential stars i should say too and just yeah for to get such limited productivity from them they were even questioning whether they were going to go back to tyler heideke it has been confirmed that he is going to start at least one Good. more week Good. the atlanta falcons so i mean it's just like yeah I yet again really yet an, a, another player in the draft qb race yeah so because they're playing the, they're, they're playing themselves outside the top okay we're gonna do draft talk you go <laughs> Yeah, for sure. All right, Ted, those are some good ads here week 10. I'm going to go through mine. So I already brought up Brandon Powell. I think he's a great ad this week. I already brought up Jared Elbert as well. He's my tight end pick for this week. I'm going to the quarterback position because like we talked about, we got four very big teams that have good quarterbacks that are going to be on a bye week this week with Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts both being out this week, including Tua Tagovailoa as well. So I'm going to go with a guy that you brought up earlier because you were talking about Kate Auden, Baker Mayfield. At the 10th. I like it. I like it. 
rostered in 45.4% of ESPN leagues and 48% of Yahoo leagues. So, I mean, he is available in half of those leagues for sure. Back-to-back games with multiple touchdown passes thrown. Has scored at least 18 fantasy points in both of those games as well. Currently both Tad. This is crazy because usually when you talk about Baker Mayfield, you think he's going to be interception prone. He has a touchdown to ratio. ratio uh, he has a touchdown to interception ratio of three to one. So he's only oh, that was going to be my guess too. So, I mean, he's doing pretty good. They play the Tennessee Titans this weekend that allows a completion percentage of 68.8% to opposing quarterbacks, which is the seventh worst in the NFL. So, I mean, they do boast a good defense, but if Baker Mayfield, like you said, by volume, the death by a thousand paper cuts sort of thing, it's like if they just sort of move the field down, if they move the ball down the field very methodically with just these short passes, they run the ball to Sean White. He had a very good game over the weekend as well. So, I mean, they just continued that. It's like they don't know to go for these deep shots, and every so often, you get that a potential game winner that he had to Kane Otten, where it's just like he got that deep strike and they got the touchdown there. So, I mean, I think we may see more of that going forward, though. So, yeah, if you need a streaming quarterback option with some of those big three quarterbacks being out this week on the bye week, Baker Mayfield could be a very sneaky good option for you off of the waiver wire. Um, getting to the running back position here, Tad, I got Chuba Hubbard. So, I mean, we brought this guy up this before. Is, yeah, um, we, brought, we brought him up in our underdog episode, actually, where it's just like, Miles Sanders, unfortunately, they paid this guy a lot of money in the free agency, but just like he hasn't lived up to those expectations. It's been very... For me, it's been a little bit more heartening because I picked this guy to side in Carolina. I expect him to go off for sure. Fortunately, he has not lived up to expectations. We'll see if whether he can sort of reclaim that throne later in the season or maybe heading into next season. But as of right now, Chuba Hubbard has taken the lead role. He had 22 touchdowns, uh, 22 touches in the game against the Indianapolis Colts compared to Sanders having only 11. He was also on the field for 46 snaps compared to Miles Sanders being on the field for only 18 snaps. So clearly, they're going in the direction of Chuba Hubbard. So not sure how this will shake out long term, but I think in the immediate, in the interim, Chuba Hubbard has the hot hand and looks like Frank Reich is going with this guy. They get a favorable matchup with the Chicago Bears on the short week playing on Thursday Night Football. They're currently allowing the seventh most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So I like Chuba Hubbard in this short week to have a very good week against the Chicago Bears. And then well, the last- sorry, real quick, I'm going to interrupt you. And the thing I like about your Hubbard pick, too, is after that Carolina performance against the Colts, where that their, their defense just absolutely dominated them, he's not yeah. going to be that high priority of a target. Sure. So I think I think it's a if he's still available. What was what were his availability numbers again? I don't think I brought up his numbers, but he is rostered in 53% of ESPN leagues and 70% of Yahoo leagues. So there are a lot of people right. that sort of made that there change in Yahoo, but he's still out there. He's still out there. I mean, 47% of ESPN is not bad. So like if you, that's a that's a really really good sneaky one. Again, if you're higher on the waiver target, if you're like you know second third place, and you're like, hey, what what do waivers even matter anymore? No one good is out there. That's a guy that could really fly under the radar. Exactly, exactly. And then I want to close it out, Ted, with a kicker position, especially with a lot of people streaming kickers. Dustin Hopkins of the Cleveland Browns. So he is How rostered. is he still available? It's very surprising. I think a lot of people go with the big name at the kicker position. Yeah. Obviously, you got your Justin Tuckers, your Evan McPherson, Young Wake Koo. So, I mean, lots of these guys that are having solid seasons. They just stay on the waiver wire. Then somebody finally comes along and picks them up for like one week and then drops them again. <laughs> so that's very much the case with Dustin Hopkins. So he is rostered at 42.9% of ESPN leagues and 60% of Yahoo leagues. So I mean, there's a lot of, there's some people out there that are aware of him. So a little bit more than others, but Browns have a divisional matchup against the Baltimore Ravens this week. So automatically you can expect this to be a very defensive heavy battle, especially the way that the Ravens have been playing and the way that the Browns have just played against the Arizona Cardinals. So this could be very close, low scoring. But here's the big thing. 
Hopkins has 14 field goal attempts in the past four games alone. He's only missed one of them. And if you go back to last season attempt between the Browns and the Ravens, both of those matchups that they had, they combined for 13 field goals. So like I said, this gets mm. very defensive heavy, lots of field goal opportunities. And so I think Dustin Hopkins should get a lot of opportunities to get some field goals against the Baltimore Ravens. And like I said, it can lead to a lot of potential good points for you if you need to stream at the kicker position. So yeah, lots of good ads that we got this week. We obviously went over the injury reports as well. But guys, I mean, Ted already brought it up. Unfortunately, we didn't get to a waiver wire episode last week. We got to a trade episode where we talked about the NFL trade deadline. And then we talked about some fantasy trades that you should make. But in case we don't get to a waiver wire episode or, you know, we discussed trades on that episode and we just didn't get to one that you were potentially considering or whatever the case may be. I mean, guys. You got our social media handles. You got it coming right How down do below. Do every coming time. right here. So, I mean, guys, follow us on Twitter. Interact with us on Twitter. You got us at Upper the Side 23. You got Tad at Tad the Side 94. You got the show handle at the Decide Guys. And, of course, we're on Instagram at the Decide Guys as well. So, hit us up with your questions, whether you need trade advice, whether you need start set advice, whether you need waiver wire advice. I mean, just whatever sort of advice you need when it comes to your fantasy league. We are here to help you. Like we talked about, Tad was streaming the Colts defense. I don't think a lot of you were streaming the Colts defense. So Tad would have given huge. you that, that insider pick. Exactly. And so obviously we got Kenny Moore who had a great day. I played some IDP leagues. I could advise you to that. But guys, we played a lot of different leagues. We give you a lot of advice on all those types of leagues. Just make sure to interact with us. We are here to help you win your fantasy titles. And I think more importantly, especially in Tad's case, avoid fantasy punishments. So definitely hit us up. We are here to help you out with that. Guys, wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you subscribe so you can always be up to date with our podcast, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Listen, right on the LEFE Network website as well. Just hit that subscribe button. Always be up to date with our podcast. Watch us on YouTube. We appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Always be up to date with our YouTube uh, videos. And please, guys, make sure you're subscribing to our parent network at LEFE Network. They're giving you a lot of great content as well when it comes to the Rams and the Chargers at the professional level and the Bruins and the Trojans at the college level. So lots of great content when it comes to the L.A. football sports teams. So make sure you give them a support and follow as well. But guys, to everybody who's already interacting with us, who's listening to the podcast, who's watching the videos, who's taking some of our bets on Underdog Fantasy, our great partners, once again, that promo code is DESAI, D-E-S-A-I, to double up on your additional deposit of $10 or more, up to $500 on the Underdog Fantasy platform. We love them there. But guys, to everybody who's already doing all of that, and just any way that you're supporting the podcast, we really can't thank you enough. Amir, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. <laughs> what about you? How you doing? I'm all right. It's not as okay. late for me all as right. it is it's, for you. It's, so. it's not. It's almost 11 p.m. here. But yeah. here's the deal. Look, I know most of our episodes go anywhere from 50 to 50 minutes to an hour and five minutes long. That's usually where we try to keep it. But you know what, Emmer? If people want good sports bets in just under a minute, check sure. out. We have just now started releasing YouTube shorts on the LAFB channel on YouTube with your best underdog fantasy picks. So be sure to check that out. And because look, guys, we, we put a lot of thought into this and we got to squeeze it all in within a minute. If nothing else, it's hilarious to watch. And Very it's also true. great information. <laughs> so, you know what? And, and on top of that, like Amir said, hit us up with trade advice. I know some of you like me do not have a trade deadline. And yes, I am still trying to pull off trades despite knowing better, but I just can't help myself. So if you need trade advice, 
if you need sit start advice, even after the episode drops, it's not like the episode drops and we're just like, oh, well, we're good. No, we are constantly checking our social media accounts. So be sure to reply to us on Twitter, message us on Instagram, comment on our Instagram post, anything to get in contact with us, we will help you out. So as always, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And most importantly, stay safe, everyone. Oh, <laughs>